Welcome back to Voices of the Ancestors with me, Holly Taylor Zuntz. But not me, Susan Thompson. For in part two, with our guest, Tutachella founder and conductor Tamaba Wadze, Holly and translator Zoe Perret were on their own. It was agonising, waiting to hear how the second part of the interview went. I got to experience what it's like for all of you when you're waiting for a new episode. And Holly didn't help. I was back in England. I, I got this very excited voice note telling me all about it. How it was full of surprises and so much singing and how I would have loved it. Well, thanks, of course I would. And so I'm sure would all of you. So thanks for waiting and enjoy the episode. So, Tamar, um, how did your grandmother's voice sound? I'm um, Babias. My grandma lost uh, one of her uh, grandchildren, and she was telling me that uh, um, one of the ways she could uh, get emotionally out of this situation was uh, that she kept singing. So she was actually uh, always singing. She would she would sing constantly, and uh, when I was with her uh, during summer, I would always listen to her voice. At that time, I was already uh, studying music at school. Uh, so while listening to her, in the beginning, I, I would tell her like. Uh, come on, Grandma, you don't, uh, you don't sing right. <laughs> so I would always uh, tell her, come on, your sound should be more stable. Uh, now the pitch is going down and this is not right, uh, etc. And this is because this is the way uh, I was taught at school. But of course, my grandma didn't listen to what I was saying, and she, and she was still yeah. singing. Uh, and then, when I started to study at the conservatory, and uh, when I went to uh, chair of ethnomusicology with Edi Sharon Karapanidze, uh, they were talking about uh, they were telling us about how rich it is the sound of the natural sound that people can have, and uh, what is uh, and how it is to sound naturally. And at that point, I actually understood that my grandma was a typical example of this, and she was actually she actually left to me a, a real treasure. So I understood very well uh, what meant uh, authentic singing and it's kind of, uh, I, I could feel that this is inside me, um, but at the same time I didn't want to uh, with my choir, I didn't want to just copy uh, the, 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 the singing style of other people, should it be uh, grandmothers or maybe uh, some uh, old recordings. So I wanted to uh, 
take the possibilities of my choir, like the voices of my choir, and to work on that with the voices that we naturally had without copying someone. So I, I actually um, received a few comments, remarks about my singing style from ethnomusicologists that would say, okay, Tamar, actually, uh, you are a choir director um, and uh, you don't have uh, an authentic and folk singing style. Uh, your singing style is more academic, so you should not uh, sing folk songs. So um, one day I get a little bit upset about that and I said, okay, you want what you call authentic singing, so let me sing how my grandma would sing. So I started to sing the way my grandma would sing. And they would be like, Oh, you see, actually, you can do it. And this is exactly uh, what we would like to, to hear from you. And we definitely need to um, make other people listen to this voice that you actually have. So, of course, I could always um, sing that way. And uh, this kind of uh, singing is, uh, is very beautiful, especially for Magrelian songs, because uh, my grandma was Magrelian. But, uh, Let's say it was not me. <laughs> I also would like to mention my grandfather, who used to fight during the uh, Second World War. Uh, and I remember when I was a child how he would always make me listen to uh, different types of music, of world music. So, uh, it would be folk music from different countries of the world. So, uh, I was wondering actually at one point, why am I so interested in what, why do I love so much uh, listening to uh, folk music from different countries? Should it be Balkan or African, Scandinavian or even Asian? So actually, a short time ago, I just realized because my uh, while during a conversation with my mother, she was like, uh, "Do you remember how your grandfather was uh, 
making you listen to these uh, songs from around the world and I mm-hmm. so, and then I realized ah yeah this is why I actually <laughs> love this uh, this song this music and this is because of my grandfather so this world folk music for me uh, it's so important that I started to teach it with, to uh, to Tarcella young uh, choir uh, when we started 10 years ago and now I think that these uh, people who are now adults they uh, like the same way now it's it's kind of um, it's already inside them and uh, I'm sure they will always be interested in discovering um, different world uh, folk songs Because uh, apart from that, in general, in Georgia, it's very rare that you 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 can listen to this type of music. Apart maybe from African music that everyone loves because it's so energetic and stuff. But in general, it's very rare to um, to hear this uh, like folk music from other countries. Is it possible to hear an example of the same song sung as Tamar and sung as Tamar's grandmother? Now, if I have to sing this song, I would actually sing more or less like that, but then I should have a top voice with me that is actually able to follow me on this type of intonation, which is very rare. 
actually uh, my my son is one of them. Basically, she would change, as, as you can see, the scale, the scale um, very much. But uh, in the end, she would always go back to that uh, note of reference, to that uh, first degree. Uh, so, yeah, even though it was completely different in terms of her scale, that was the song. When I taught my choir the song Varado, I actually used this style of singing in this song. You can listen to it. Can we sing Barado together? <laughs> <laughs> so now the door creaks open and in walks our friend Ninutsa. She's been singing with Tamar since she was a little girl in Tutachella. Uh, could you just introduce yourself, like say your name and how you were known Tamar? So I'm Ninutsa. <laughs> Uh, Tamar took me in in Tutarcello when I was six. I didn't like singing so much that time <laughs> and I hated coming to musical school, but when I met Tamar, <laughs> it was a whole different story. We were, the first rehearsal was us uh, dancing in a circle and singing Giovello and it's like, oh, this looks <laughs> Actually, I remember the first uh, time when Ninutsa came to my choir. Um, she came and she was so shy, like compared to the children that I had at that time, that were like very energetic and, uh, you know, like completely uh, free and kind of wild. But this uh, child was like so... Um, Girly or for herself, like and she she. So shame, to get to And she was singing at the time in a manner that sounded so classical, like lyrical, because before she was singing, and they would make her uh, sing in a very high pitch, like. So I I was like, oh my god, I have to. Um, make this child alive like uh, she she has to uh, yeah, probably she will learn something in this choir and actually I, I just uh, it only took like a couple of uh, rehearsals and then I realized wow this child is actually <laughs> even worse than the others she's so energetic and she's completely she's she was very cute. 
<laughs> and then soon uh, we had this, uh, I think it was Christmas uh, show or something, so I decided to give her a role, and that was already the beginning when we could see like really lively Ninsa. <laughs> um, so I could uh, literally see her completely open up, and when I could see that, it was for me really a, a big uh, source of motivation. All this gave me actually the the power and the, the will to continue in in the sense that uh, we should all work on on the the, the huge potential that the, this these children. Ninutsa was actually part of the first uh, uh, generation of the young choir of Tarcella. And um, when we would do some show, shows, they, uh, the roles that they had, actually it, uh, the, the energy was coming out of each individual that would uh, play this role. Yeah, Now with the the new choirs that I have, it's a completely different generation and sometimes I'm thinking maybe we could repeat what we did before, but this would be completely different uh, because I would actually choose the repertoire on and depending on, on these um, specific individuals that, that I had. Mm. Yeah, actually, yes, uh, all the appreciation, like taste of music, uh, anything connected to music for me comes from Tamar, <laughs> really, because uh, like not not only about music, but um, she really raised raised us up <laughs> basically because uh, we spent more time <laughs> here in music school than in our schools, <laughs> and uh, every every rehearsal was something new and something really interesting and uh, really like exploration and she she was always exploring everything um, personally um, with like individually with us like she would give us solos and work uh, show us the ways that we could express not only like musically express ourselves but like very very deep of what we could offer, she she could show this. Uh, she really um, saw uh, something in each of us that we ourselves maybe couldn't see, but she she really helped us explore these things, um, and it was like one of the precious things that uh, happened in my life, I think, and each of the Tarcella, a member of the Tarcella, I think. Because we would like sit in her classroom for like twenty hours a day. <laughs> she would show us like arrangements of the songs, and uh, like we never grew tired, never ever. Zogi piano no zeijda zogi. At that time, I think that uh, financially and materially uh, the situation was even more difficult than, than today. Um, but actually, uh, there was a, such a huge love, and uh, I remember these children. Uh, we were actually uh, rehearsing in a quite small room, but um, and till today, I don't understand how we could be twenty-five people. But actually, we could 
fit in this room somehow. And this is because there was such a huge uh, motivation and a will to explore and and big love between mm. uh, imagine that actually uh, every week we had four rehearsals and each rehearsal uh, lasted uh, three hours wow I remember Ninusa's words actually uh, saying, uh, please, teacher, can we, it, would it be possible to just live together like five days a week and then we would just go on the weekend, like just for two days in our homes? <laughs> Because it really felt like a real family, like a home here. When we would uh, live, uh, like mostly, we would have rehearsals uh, late in the evening and uh, like it was 11, around 11 or 10 when we would have to go back home and we walked in a group and it was like we could never uh, after rehearsal we had so much energy <laughs> we, like we didn't know where to put it <laughs> so <laughs> I think uh, people hate <laughs> I mean they didn't hate us but we were very very noisy in the streets like <laughs> at night <laughs> they knew that the tutorial's rehearsal was over <laughs> because we were like singing going home and <laughs> shouting <laughs> now we are actually uh, waiting for a school in Rustavi to, to be built Um, and it would be a, like a new music school, uh, like free music school, let's say. And it's, it would be a dream for me that uh, young people um, who are already, uh, who have uh, gone already through this, all these steps during her, their childhood, that they would come and study and why not also teach other people because I don't think that you are necessarily to be like a so-called professional with such and such diplomas to be able to um, teach and to conduct uh, nice workshops and to uh, uh, yeah to share this energy and knowledge with, with other people. So that would be really great that we create this space mm. for expression in Rustavi. Wow, so great to hear about future dreams. Thank you. Can we sing Barado together? <laughs> <laughs> Varado
And thank you, Tamar Buadze, for being our guest, with Zoe Pere interpreting and surprise guest Ninutsu Kahiani. Your hosts were Holly Taylor Zuntz and Susan Thompson. Music was by Tamar Buadze and Tutachella. 
To see a transcript of this and all our episodes, visit voicesoftheancestors.co.uk. While you're there, you can support the podcast by clicking donate. So if you enjoyed this episode, you can help us make more by becoming a patron on Patreon or buying us a cup of coffee once a month on Ko-fi. And if that's not possible for you, you could just share it with a friend or on social media, rate and review the podcast. You really help us grow. You are our marketing team. So thanks a lot to our community of listeners for keeping this podcast sustainable. See you next time for more stories and songs. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.